let me say that the political if you like the political this is the news made us do this podcast it's myself Lex here with my boy AC you're not middle class you're not black white enjoy one podcast at a time discussing all things Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Let's get it. Serious things today. Serious. Why are you so serious? Well, as you remember from the last podcast, our last segment, we mentioned voting. Yes. Voting. 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 Please, I hope everyone has listened to this has registered to vote, to participating in the voting. <laughs> Listen, at the time of recording this, this is the last day you have to register to vote. Obviously, this is going to be this is going to fall in deaf ears because it's going to come out later. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we just hope everyone vote um, registered to vote. Um, for the big one on the 12th of December. No. And we're not just telling you to vote empty-handed. No, we're saying, um, yeah, because you're listening to this, you're going to be um, an equipped voter, hopefully. Definitely. And you'll be have more insight and the tools to go and find further insight. Yeah? Awesome. So let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. All right, all right, all right. So let's get to some real politics. All right. Again, we're being very objective here. Very, very objective. Yes, please. But once again, we do implore you to do your own research. We implore everybody to do their own research. As everybody is susceptible to being some subjectiveness, you know. I mean, just a tiny bit of subjectiveness. There's no such thing as object. Really, just a quick tangent on objectivity. <laughs> the BBC is supposed to be objective. They are, essentially, because yeah, they, they are. were taxpayer. They're funded through taxpayers' money. They are, and obviously, taxpayers are are, are across the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. However, would you say, in recent events and recent showings and stuff, that the BBC are an objective um, media, media source? source? Well, absolutely not. With the amount of apologies and the amount of um, re-releases the BBC have had to do for their kind of misrepresentation of certain party leaders, of certain parties, kind of, you know, photoshopping pictures of um, certain party leaders behind certain flags and symbols, and then for for adding videos of someone dancing on Memorial Days. I mean, it's been quite... It's been an atrocity, if you ask me. It has. It's disgraceful, because, you know... They've disgraced our BBC. They have, you know, because we live in a country where three companies run all our national newspapers. Literally. Five companies run all our local newspapers. Literally. So the news is literally controlled... Very limited. ...by a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Smaller than a handful. Which is weird because in a capitalist society, you would think there would be much more options, but there seems to be not. And, you know, the main people pro- pro- profiting from this are the people that are supposedly... There's shared opportunity. So the one news source you would think would be the most least objective or sorry, least subjective, subjective yeah. or least uh, 
biased would be the British Broadcasting Corporation. Mm-hmm. Who, which is owned by the people of Britain. Literally. We mm-hmm. all own a stake in mm-hmm. the British Broadcasting Corporation. And they can't say that because there's a lot of um, TV licensed dodgers and, and that, <laughs> that's why they don't take into consideration the working class. Do you reckon the Queen plays TV licence? I heard she doesn't have to. I heard it's her TV. Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another <laughs> question, you know. That's another. That's, that's another, another story. story. That's another story. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But anyway, that was just a tangent. Yeah, so let's get to it. So we've discussed the Liberal Democrats and we've discussed the Tories slash Conservatives in other segments. In other segments. Uh, now it's time to discuss the Labour Party. The Labour Party are dubbed as. Uh, the, the, the only party that can really essentially stop the Tories from gaining a majority. Yeah. Um, led by Jeremy Corbyn. JC. JC, as people like to call him. Um, and essentially, it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting one how this election has panned out. We definitely have a distinct contrast between left and right due to the due to the leaders of each party as well I think it's important to say because I think it's important to if you were to look at Labour maybe about 10 maybe 12 years ago 15 years ago under um, under a Blair slash Gordon Brown uh, government they were they were they were they were still left but they were considered centrist essentially essentially. Um, mainly on their views on um, the market kind of the economy and how the economy exactly. should run and how you know who should be taxed and how people should be taxed and how money should be invested and how yeah and in that type yeah, of way ex- exactly you know but they still kept their principles of social living standards yes you know yes i agree i think the only big blunder of blunders even pointed lightly mm-hmm. the only big major atrocity i guess that was you would say is uh the iraq war and the decision to go into the iraq war yeah um uh, but yeah, that's another story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very important to say to 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 highlight that the leader of the Labour Party now is nothing like that. He's very left wing. Very some people might some people have called him a socialist. Some people call him a Marxist. Some people call him a communist. Um, Those are all, that's the forms of name calling, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Because in very uh, drug tree, they track. They're, yeah, they're using it in drug tree yeah. ways. Uh, very so yeah so yeah, yeah so just to spill through a couple of the things in the Labour manifesto also like the other the other two parties Labour proposed to add 22,000 more police officers to the streets of England or in Britain Britain, Britain sorry uh, sorry Scotland Wales Northern Ireland um, we lie <laughs> we lie <laughs> um, he also proposed to add 7,000 more prison officers and 5,000 more firefighters. Now you would also, like we said in our last segment, under the Tory government, firefighters' numbers have been cut. Uh, so, and an, out, an outcry of that, Grenfell happened. Yep. So adding 5,000 more fire, firefighters will hopefully bring a balance to... That public cuts, service. The public yeah. service. Uh, also, I, th- I think these are the, the, more, the most prevalent ones and the big talking points are the university tuition fees Labour proposed to scrap tuition fees as opposed to their counterparts Lib Dems and the Conservatives 
Lib Dems proposed to put tuition fees back down to what they were before they, before they got risen. Yeah, before they got into power. Before they got into power. <laughs> I think that might be a bit of guilt, but you know, this exactly. is what it says, you know. But this is objective. Though. The Labour Party have, this, have proposed to scrap tuition fees altogether. And not only that, they've also mentioned that they aim to add a real, um, an adult learning funding. Meaning that yes. education shall be for all and not just for the youth and the infant. Because why shouldn't adults learn? Why shouldn't adults learn and improve? And I think the older you get, you realise you don't ever stop learning. Exactly. And the more learning is important. And having exactly. the time to learn is important. Which brings us to... You know, he also mentioned something about labour hours. Um, yeah. I believe that he wants to um, make the mandatory hours for working reduced from 40 hours to 32 hours as well as increasing that minimum wage um, within um, the next five years to about, I believe it is um, around £12.50. £12.50, yeah, £12.50. Yeah. Uh, that's his proposal for incre- increasing the minimum wage. Um, Brexit. Now, this is where he gets a bit of stick for, uh, from. And when I say he, I'm talking about Jeremy, Jeremy Corbyn. He's now taken a neutral view on Brexit. He's neither for or against. He believes, he does believe in a second referendum, a people's vote, going back to the people after three years of not much going on and more information coming out and the people being more educated and the lies that were told in the campaign three years ago being ousted. He believes there should be a people vote for the people to go back to the polls and decide whether they want to go through Brexit or not. He also believes if we do vote to go for Brexit again, there should be another vote for the people to then choose what kind of deal they believe that England or Britain should go for going forward with the Brexit deal. Yeah, because what it is, is that I believe what um, he's trying to tackle here is the fact that during this Brexit, um, the last Brexit referendum, there was quite a bit of misinformation. And in fact, misinformation had led so deep within Western society and Western tales for the wills of capitalism, essentially, in order to um, perpetuate and put wealth up for the wealthy. You know, there was a big scandal of misinformation, both in in the UK and in the US, you know. And I feel like this approach is to provide a much more fairer, much more informed option when it comes to the matter of Brexit, which is very sensitive. It's sensitive to identification domestically and internationally, as um, a lot of our European peers, some have been quite upset by this notion of Brexit and this kind of like harsh energy that has come towards immigration now. And you know, since the Brexit vote has come in, there has been a spike in the increase of racially fueled crime. And it's not just violence. There's also been sexual abuse, which is violent, and there's also been financial abuse as well. So it's something that um, I believe has been has been scrutinised daily, but I don't think that they've really tried to dive, dive into the reasons why it is so important for mm. us to have another vote <clears throat> on Brexit and then yeah. to have a more informed Brexit, which yeah. I do believe that is the key here for the Labour Party. Agreed, agreed. And just to go back on your point in regards to uh, the the three years since the Brexit vote, yeah, uh, the Labour Party have proposed that have you know if they were to win the, the general election, they will have Brexit sorted within six months. However, this is possibly 
at the detriment of us losing the cost of free movement. And the free movement is uh, the free movement of workers, free movement of goods within the EU, which we'd obviously have to probably renegotiate um, once we've settled into our new phase of of independence. Of, of independence. Um, should we? Should we obviously leave? Uh, the Labour Party again. You know, people that traditionally vote Labour know what they get with Labour. Know what they want. Labour, the Labour Party were the ones that set up the NHS. I think it's very important to say that. They were the ones that set up the NHS because they believed that a healthy nation is a better nation. Never necessarily healthy, just a nation that is being cared well for. Well-kept and well, that's well-being has been nurtured and cared that is for, like it you is. said, yeah. You know, and I think it's very interesting. I saw a tweet from JC, Jeremy Corbyn, where he said, had he tried to propose the NHS today... Other members of society and other members in parliament will propo- will say that is uh, healthcare communism. Exactly, and <laughs> you know the NHS, which everybody uses every day, every day would would simply be labelled communism, as it kind of is is almost labelled and being attacked right now. Yeah, you know. So I feel like you know he's 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 dubbed this um, radical leftist etc., but a lot of the things he's proposing, I actually. And actually, things that were in place prior to the austerity measures that we've been going through the last decade. Indeed. Um, obviously, the financial crisis that happened in the last mm-hmm. decade as well. Yes, yeah, so a lot of the things that he's trying to go back to were taking place prior to financial responsibility, prior to us um, relying so heavily on the wealthy and on the banks to just gamble money however they want and then eventually lose, which is what happened. It wasn't the working class that caused this. Um, the latest financial crash, it was actually those that had all the power and the wealth that were making bad deals with, with each other. Exactly. And it was almost a game of hot potato. And unfortunately, the hot potato landed, ended up landing on everybody. Exactly. And, you know, it's... it's, it's everybody meaning the working class who have had to foot the, this bill globally. Yeah. Don't forget, know. we did bail out the banks as well. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know... Those bankers uh, that received multi-millions of bonuses. And this is it. And, 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 and JC has been very vocal on the, the taxation of billionaires. He openly doesn't believe there should be billionaires in society. Again, whether you're aspirational or not, you know, 100 million is more than enough money in today's society to have a very, very comfortable life. Exactly. You know, whether... Again, and I... And I know we're from a, a demographic, we're from a culture where we respect the billion. Like, you know, Jay-Z just, may come, just got named, I think, the fifth person in America to ever become, make, uh, make a billion dollars or something yeah, like that. The first, or first, fifth, uh, fifth, black man. fifth black man to become yeah. a billionaire. And obviously we're, we're, we're celebrating that, we respect it. But when you step back and you do look at things like that, you think, okay, well, do these, well, fair enough, you're a billionaire. But are you paying taxes? I'm not talking about Jay Z. I'm talking about in our society, Just in general, you know, in yeah. general. Because we have Philip Green, the owner of Top Man, the Arcadia Group, Top Man, Top Shop, Dorothy Perkins, uh, Burton, Miss Selfridge. He notoriously didn't pay the tax that he should have paid in this country. Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, doesn't pay the taxes that he should be paying in this country. Uh, second Uber, richest now, actually. Is he second richest now? Yeah. Uber. Billy, Billy Boy got a bit vexed and had to make a bit more money. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uber have just recently been uh, slated because they don't pay their taxes taxes in this country. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think asking corporations to pay taxes isn't a radical movement. 
if you operate a business in this country, you should pay taxes in this country. It's true. You know? And if it's to the if it's to the benefit of everyone else paying a little bit less tax, then why not? And the thing is, it's not really a case of necessarily people paying less than others. No. It's the fact that the reason why this wealth is able to be amassed is through direct exploitation of labour and leverage of that labour and leverage of ownership as well. And what you need to understand is that it's by design how wealth is accumulated and it will be and it, will, and it must be by design of how wealth will be shared. And these stances are to design a fairer society. And now that's what these manifestos essentially lay out. They are designing the type of society that we are opting to choose for, essentially, you know. Um, when we look at um, a lot of the tallying up for the cost of how um, the Labour Party plan to reinvest, like I said, this isn't a money tree. This is, this is Labour saying we're going to use the money already given us on you rather than using the money to prop up others and bail out banks, yeah. as, as was mentioned. Yeah. So this is the money you're already given. It's not new money. This is the money you're already given. But instead of them taking the money to the um, casino, Jeremy Corbyn suggesting that he takes the money and re-puts it back into your lives directly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's been a lot of um, backlash also. Because uh, obviously the, the Labour Party, Jeremy Corbyn, have mentioned that they want to tax the 5% richest in society. All 5% highest earners in society, I believe. Um, but within that 5% falls those that earn over £80,000. And those that earn over £80,000 have... And again, these people aren't, you know, these people are everywhere. £80,000 is a lot of money, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's not a lot of money. In the grand scheme of millions. In the grand scheme of millions, yeah. (laughs) yeah. So I feel like, you know, I can can imagine someone that's, you know, earning £80,000, they're thinking, oh, you know, why is he coming from me? I'm the little guy, whatever. You're not the little guy. You have a very good salary, a salary that can, uh, you know, raise a a, a family quite comfortably, depending on your your lifestyle. Um, But yeah, there's been a lot of backlash in regards to that. But all Jeremy Corbyn's, I think, suggesting in this in this sense is raising, I believe, is is it income tax? I believe in this in, in this sense, pay it, and there'll be another threshold uh, from. Again, apologies. We'll definitely, I will definitely get that information to you guys again. Mm-hmm. This is why we say this. We suggest go go we'll do, do some the research. research yeah, we yeah. tried our best to compile the manifestos. Unfortunately, the Tory government just released their manifesto yeah. like a few days ago to the day we're recording this, and you know, like. And like we said, we're working men, you know, <laughs> and we were trying our best. But we will definitely keep improving and our reading will become much more sharper. But bear with us and support us here by doing further research and readings on these manifestos because I'm sure Most that deaf. we have helped you to uncover some things that you would not have known in them. And yet there's still more, you know, there's, there's lot, still more. There's because one of the most significant changes that Labour is aiming to bring forward is also a green revolution. Yes. That was on the forefront of their manifesto, yes. meaning that they are really in tune with what is going on and the fear of the youth, you know? Yeah. Like, right now we're living in a world where increasingly our environment is becoming un- more uncertain. Pollutants are now directly having an uh, uh, attribute to the, de- to the decline in life expectancy. For the first time, life expectancy in um, the UK, in London especially, has actually been on a decrease. So things aren't going right. 
Yeah, this is a major thing that maybe a lot of people aren't putting their um, full focus on at the moment, depending on the preoccupation of your lifestyle. But however, as a human race, rather than the many of us having better better um, health and life, health, um, health and um, well-being, it's actually decreasing at a rapid rate. And there is a fear that eventually what everybody's fighting for future will be non-existent. So Labour Party have decided to take quite a big stance on this by aiming to delist any company from the um, London Stock Exchange that fails to um, fall in line with uh, the renewable fuel and renewable... Um, renewable um energy pact so it's quite um it's quite sparked that they have actually stated said that in a statement and it is quite shaken as um all big companies now would have this in the back of their head that should they ever get in power they will now have to actively work towards making a greener healthier society for all and then um, i don't think that's so bad you know i don't think that's so bad this is me being objective, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I don't think that's bad because there's obviously a particular you know, green. The 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 handling of <clears throat> our natural resources and um, green energy is also another big thing uh, that all three parties are, are having to really be vocal about and make make proper provisions for. You know, um, it's obviously clear that there is something going on. <laughs> something going on there's global warming like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's global warming like it was 40 degrees in London mm-hmm. a couple of months ago so something something majors are going on and uh, and parties have been uh, you know, parties we've been told to act accordingly to try and at least reverse or or, or, or slow down the the the, 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 the fuckeries I guess what's going on with um, the environment and uh, Labour seem to be very seem to be one of the only parties, of the other than the Green Party, to really be active and wanting to make uh, active and and substantial changes to how we one produce and consume um, uh, uh, natural resources in this country. So oil, coal, etc. Um, you know, he wants to stop fracking. He wants to obviously increase uh, wind, solar, solar energy, and wind turbines, and etc. So, but but in doing so, he also wants to create jobs, and I think that's going to be. I think that's really amazing because these things will inherently will provide thousands of jobs for people up and down the country, and also be saving the planet. So yeah, you know, it's all it's all it's 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 all good. It sounds good. Again, I'm being objective. Um, very, very objective. <laughs> I'm being yeah. very objective. Um, so yeah, like us, like we said previously, we implore everyone to just do their own research. From today, I believe we have how many weeks to the general election? Three. Three weeks. We have three weeks to the general Let's election. There's enough time to do your research. There's enough information out there. If you don't like reading, watch a video. If you don't like a video, listen to our podcast. Don't let if you don't want to listen to podcasts, even though you should listen to us. Um, you know, there's 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 information from everywhere, from every angle, yeah, from every angle, you know. And fact check, fact check, fact and check. obviously be careful because um certain parties, not to mention any Tories, um, 
like to uh, <laughs> like to <sighs> make fake fact checking sites, but yes. there are some regulated fact checking sites. So yes. definitely check your facts and then just look to see if this is in line with your future goals and ambitions. And I mean, that's it. See where you want to be in the next five years. Mm-hmm. Don't think of it as who, what, or who you are now. Again, obviously, this is sounding very. That's very. Um, that's very um, uh, selfish, I guess, or, or or it's not fair to say because obviously some people are in such dire constraints right now that they need change now. Mm-hmm. But if you are privileged enough or are fortunate enough to look forward, we implore you to look forward the next four to five years and think what kind of country do you want to live in? Um, do you want to have a free and ready NHS owned by the people? Or do you want it to be sold to some American somewhere that's charging you £50 for a checkup? Do you want um, your children to go off to university not leaving with masses of debt that they'll probably never pay off in a lifetime? Do you want, you know, do you want a, 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 a prison service, a prison a system that actually works to rehabilitate prim, uh, uh, prisoners and bring them back into society as opposed to create a, a system where we have generational offenders? Do you want uh, corporations that earn billions upon billions of pounds in this country through to through our spending power to pay the right taxes so that they can begin invest that back into society to improve things like schools roads uh one of the big things that jeremy corbyn wants to do is to introduce a free uh broadband and wi-fi for every household Mm Do you know how much more efficient our economy would be should everyone have access? If everyone has access. fast access to communication, like having a national landline. Oh, wait, there was one. There was a national yeah. landline, yeah. yeah. <laughs> BT, yeah. you know, and it's still there. So let's not pretend that this is anything too radical. This is instead just returning to the roots that made Britain great in the first place, the people. Liberal Democrats. The party is led by Joe Swinston, who became the party leader in. I think it was this year. Yeah, yeah, this year. 2019, recently. So let's let's do a quick run through. The Liberal Democrats. I'm not going to go through their history and stuff. The Liberal Democrats have actually been in power once, very very long time ago, when they were mm-hmm. called the Whigs or something like that. And that was uh, when they were in power on their own, was it? On yeah, their own? on their own, yeah. However, they were also recently in power, I don't need to forget this, in yeah. a coalition with, with the Tory party. Yes. Please do not forget. A lot of listeners may remember this, because a lot of our listeners, I'm assuming, may have gone to university in this decade. Exactly. And the Lib Dems were famous for saying that they won't they won't raise, raise tuition the, fees, mm-hmm. and as soon as the first day they got in office, they raised the fee, tuition fees. That was the first fees. thing they done. But um, that's that's just that's just to give some background to the Lib Dems for some of our listeners that might not be familiar with this party and the significance in which we're bringing, mentioning them for in our podcast yes. today. Another interesting fact for the Lib Dems this year: a lot of a lot of MPs from both parties, Labour and Conservatives, have defunct and joined the Lib Dems this year. So just to name a few: Chukwuemuna, former MP for Streatham. Uh, you know, once considered a golden child for Labour, he left Labour to join Lib Dems. 
and also Sam Giamfi, who is a Conservative MP. I can't remember the constituency, but he's also joined the Lib Dems. Both of them joined on the simple notion that they don't want to leave the EU and the Lib Dems are the only party who are actively and openly saying that if they get voted into power, they will not um, they will not go through Brexit. Yeah, they will be a Remain party. So they are actively the hub for the single issue of remaining in the European Union. Yeah. So that puts us onto our first part of their manifesto, which is to stop Brexit. Yeah, so they want to do that by revoking Article 50. Now, for what a lot of people, for what people may not know, Article Fifty is the is a is is the the motion the motion which which basically once you once you set Article Fifty that's when Brexit that's when the the gears of Brexit could happen. So some of you may remember Theresa May actually has set Article Fifty. This is why we're at the stage we're right now. But um, Joe Swinston has basically openly said that once if if they were to vote if they were to be voted in power. She will revoke Article 50 and there will be no Brexit. And without Article 50, there is no Brexit. So that's it. That's their first notion. Um, But again, like we mentioned in our last podcast, what they want to try and do is spin this election as the Brexit election. Of course, Brexit is the key um, agenda for all three parties. However, it's not the only agenda that needs to be focused on. We still have an NHS that's being privatised. We still have failing school system. We still have, you know, a, a failing police workforce. We still have a, a, a people in, um, in in generational unemployment. Um, things that things that I would believe for society to function properly all need to be properly Ad, catered for. Catered for, yeah, definitely. So some of the things in their manifesto. So the Liberal Democrats have released their manifestos like both the, like the other two major parties, political parties. They all released their manifesto within a week of each other. For some of you who don't know, a manifesto is essentially a document or a a, a, a pamphlet. This is definitely more than a pamphlet. It was about a hundred pages. This one outlining what the this what this party will do if they were to be voted into power. So the Lib Dems have pledged that. If they were voted into power, they will give the NHS a 26 billion boost by increasing income tax by a penny per pound. So what that means is, obviously, taxes will be raised by a penny, so it shouldn't hit no one harshly. Um, and they're saying that they're suggesting that the money that they raise from, in, in, from raising income tax will be invested into the NHS. Looking at the Lib Dem party, I would, I, one thing, I would, again, we're going to try to be very objective. Then the Lib Dems, I wouldn't say, are a party that have been linked to the privatisation privatization of the NHS. So we could take everything with a pinch of salt. 26 billion, of course, will be a, a huge, massive investment into into the, 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 what they call the jewel of the, of the, the British Empire. The NHS, and it, yeah, so that's what they that's what they're suggesting yeah. they want to do, and um, yeah, that is uh one one of the ways that they are looking at um increasing I guess uh public spending, yeah, yeah. Uh, they also want to boost uh 
they want to add 10 billion more a year on schools and add 20,000 more teachers. Again, it all looks good, standard. Um, I'll be very honest with you, the Lib Dems aren't going to win this general election. What? Then they're not. The only thing that the Lib Dems can do is stop the Tories from winning the general election. So one of their angles is to split the Tory vote in seats where you have Remain voters who are who traditionally vote Conservative, but obviously don't want to back uh, Boris Johnson's uh, aggressive Brexit stance. Um, so really, if I'm being honest with you, we're going to run through their, their manifesto really quickly. One of the most interesting parts of their manifesto, and this isn't just a, a gimmick that they're, they're trying to play with or toy with, this is something that the Lib Dems have always firmly been on the on this side of, and that's the legalization of marijuana. It's been known for some time. It's been apparent that the Lib Dems have been vocal about. They believe that marijuana industry can be legalized, and obviously it can be um, it, it can be monetized. So that's something that they 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 uh, have pledged in their manifesto. But please, if you are a habitual marijuana smoker don't get gassed off this one pledge alone this doesn't mean anything if they did if they were in to win the general election them legalizing marijuana will be at the bottom of their list of their agenda of, it would, it's not the first thing they're going to do no. like how they yeah, <laughs> went back on their words of the, the school tuition fees it will be it at the bottom the like literally it will be at the bottom of their list it's not going to happen so let's not get too gassed about that um, another interesting fact in their manifesto that they've pledged is that they will invest 500 they'll have a 500 million pound fund to tackle knife crime now you may remember in episode one me and Ace discussed knife crime and we also said one knife crime is a buzzword and it's, it, sh- it should cease to be used in the in mainstream media a term such as serious youth violence would be taken more seriously because it's, that's, that shows that is more encompassing of what is happening on the streets of inner cities such as London, Birmingham, Manchester, Glasgow, etc. Uh, but they've, they've pledged to, to, to have a £500 million fund. What this fund will go into, we don't know. From my, from my thoughts... You would think this will be going into youth clubs or like reprising youth clubs and opening youth clubs. Re-education programs. Re-education programs. Uh, things of that nature. Child care. Child care, exactly. But if this stuff is to go into, I don't know, more... Policing. Policing. More prisons. Prisons, cam- ca- cameras. Which it can go into because they haven't stated, exactly. like you said. They haven't so it's quite, it's, 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 quite it's, vague. Yeah, quite vague. Blase, blase. Quite blase, quite vague. So again, that's one to look out for. Uh, and also, another one that they've mentioned was more protection to places that are vulnerable to hate crimes, i.e. places of worships and schools. I found that one quite interesting because I was reading that. I was thinking to myself, well, this ain't America. Yeah. Um, obviously, we know about the horrific attacks that took place in America quite recently, the horrific attacks that took place in New Zealand, we're fortunate in this country that we haven't had any serious uh, mass attacks on um, on on schools or or, or 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 places of worship. So I found that one quite interesting. 
Um, but I feel like that's embedded into another agenda that the Lib Dems have, which we may discuss on another podcast uh, in the near future. But uh, yeah, so the Lib Dems, pretty standard from what I expected. Their main agenda is to not go through with Brexit and that's what they're banking on and that's what they're banking on their votes will come from. Yeah. And um, they also have certain plans for making a stronger economy, for working on um, a greener society and a greener economy. They have um, more plans on increasing freedom, right and equality. They're looking at how they can better politics and they also have good, um, they have some points on bettering the world as a whole and then um, Britain's role as international leaders. So, um it's all a bit vague. It's all a bit blasé. It's 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 not, you know, the only the only clout I'll give to Lib Dems is that they may be a defining party in if we have a hung parliament. For those who don't know, a hung parliament is where no party has a majority, so they would then have to go into a tag team, as it were, support with, each other, support each other with another party. To them both and to both them run the country together, like Ace mentioned earlier, uh, most recent hung, uh, most most recent coalition party was the Conservatives and the Lib Dems under David Cameron and Nick Clegg, and we know how that ended. Yeah, <laughs> not very great. Not great at all. Yeah. So yeah, Lib Dems, like I said, not gonna win it, but we have to mention it. Have to give them an honourable mention. But one thing that I do find. Um, quite significant and important is um, quite common which will, um, you will hear through when we um, list out the other manifestos is that there seems to be this um, increase in spending and talks of improving these kind of things and I know that these kind of questions were asked well where's the money coming from well um, just so you know um, as we mentioned in the, uh, one of our previous um, podcasts we are in a political chosen state of austerity, meaning that we have money that we are not spending on the public on on um on the public spending spending fund that is instead being used in other ways, as well as there being special cuts, for example, to um corporate corporate tax. So corporate tax corporate um rate tax was at twenty percent prior to the new um the latest Tory party who have cut it down to 17% meaning that large corporations pay a substantial amount less on their corporate tax um transactions and meaning that the impact is that there's less fees to spend on these services which um these parties such as the Liberal Dem- Democrats Labour Party and re- and newly the conservative plan plan to reinvest into the economy so please fear not at taxes increasing for you overhaul i believe that taxes are broken down into many different brackets and you need to be aware of what taxes do affect you directly and the taxes that do not affect you directly because um, a majority of these funds that will be raised in order to pay for quite a few of the things that the liberal democrats plan to do will be will come from an increase to taxes on major corporations that have been given a tax cut within the last 10 years that is new and uncommon to modern society so that's that's something that we need to pay attention to and don't look at your wage 
to um, believe that this is where this fund is going to come from. Yeah, have some um, have some security in, in that knowledge. Grant. Tories. The Conservative Party, currently led by Boris Johnson. Yes. Uh, yes, so this is the current party who are kind of in power. They still haven't got a majority. Uh, the Tories are in a, what they call a confidence and supply agreement with uh, the DUP. For those who don't know, the DUP is the Democratic Union Party, I believe, or the Democratic Ulster Party. Basically, they're a party in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland is part of Britain. Um, so they they have they have you know they have a majority in Northern Ireland and they're part of they're part of the, um, the government in Northern Ireland and they're in coalition with them and I think they have a few independent MPs also. Um, so th- the DUP kind of gives the Conservatives some sort of gravitas, as it were, or some sort of power, but still not enough power for them to pass through any any laws or any acts, any willy nilly. Nonsense. As easily, yeah. As easy. So it's not it's not a smooth transaction due it's to the not. fact that they do not have a out outright majority. Exactly. This is the reason why Boris Johnson can't get his Brexit deal through as easily as he wants it. And essentially, the reason why we're having a general election during the festive period on the twelfth of December, because he wants to get a majority as soon as possible so he can pass this bill. And yeah. Yeah. So back to that. So one of the forefronts of this election has been Brexit. However, yeah. this election is not just about Brexit. It implies on how the next five years is going to look in terms of society, in terms of economic opportunity, in terms of living standards, the common living standard and the average living standard. You know, we are unfortunately in a society, modern society where food banks have been heavy, heavily relied on by millions of people in the nation. And I mean millions. That's a that's a lot of people and um fortunately, you know, for myself and hope and hopefully a lot of the listeners and you know and unfortunately for some of the listeners, some a lot of people are living in poverty right now. And that is that is a political choice. And that choice is called austerity. Well this that the the whole notion of food banks, austerity, poverty has been put to Boris Johnson several times during this campaign. Uh, one of the things that he proposes that the Conservatives are going to do to help people to make money, as it were, is he's going to raise the minimum wage by ten, to £10.50 within the next five years. Within the next five years? Within the next wow. five years. They promised that at the last election, they did. I believe. But, um, um, and it's been over five years since then. But yeah. And um, anyone that knows just general economics knows that you know, with inflation, cost of living, ten pound fifty in the next five years might not even be enough to have a standard living of life, a standard quality of life in in Britain. So yeah, that was that's one thing that he's proposed. He uh, also has realised that there's a toll on uh, working parents. As you know, in this country, both parents now kind of need to work to have any decent quality of life. Working class parents. Um, so he's proposed a possible. 10 hour free childcare a year for children ages three and four years old. 
so that their parents can stay at work a little longer without um, having to pay pay for it. Yes. Yeah. But again, that's all possible. P- potentially. Potentially. Um, he's proposing to build six new hospitals and make renovations to these hospitals and add more money to the NHS by 2024. Which supposedly is already under place and is not something that um, is new. It's actually a necessity for society to continue. So this, this, is this actually has to be done. It's not really him choosing to do it. And I think it will be remiss of us to not mention that the Tories have been in cahoots with private uh, hedge funds and private businesses to sell off parts of the NHS. Uh, we, and yeah, so we know this is definitely a common thing happening with the Conservative parties trying to sell off the NHS. It's, not, it's something they don't shy away from. Yes. They believe that privatising parts of the NHS makes the NHS run better. Um, and obviously, we, we the whole point of the NHS is that it's free and ready healthcare provided at the, at the, at the time of service or need. Yes, and um, <coughs> he mentions in a manifesto that we are proud that it um, the NHS is coping with its increasing demand with more doctors um, and nurses and using more advanced treatment than ever. Yeah, but however, the increase in demand hasn't come by there being an increase um, in more doctors and more nurses. It's actually been a total opposite. Where um, authority, the measure of authority was placed, a lot of um, healthcare workers found themselves in an unfavourable position in employment and found themselves um, working for, at a rate that wasn't compatible with their actual living, living quality and faced major freezes to their wages and to the times that they had to spend this so the NHS has been crippled and he's hoping to undo the crippling that they, they, they have done but as you know no crippled bone goes back to normal but sorry moving on uh, one of the other things we said, this is what I found interesting so obviously these conservatives have uh, been branded the nasty party for a number of years uh, mainly due to some of their uh, previous leaders some of you may know Margaret Thatcher. Um, and one of their things is they're very tough on crime. So I was very interested to see what their, their what their pledge will be for crime in this uh, manifesto and for this general election. And they've proposed that they will add 20,000 more police, increase stop and search, and tougher prison sentences. Now, I don't take a genius to think. 20,000 more police... I'm probably thinking what, fifteen thousand of them in the city of London, in places like Hackney, Harringay, Tottenham specifically probably, not the nice parts of Harringay. Um, I'm not not saying the Tottenham ain't nice, but you know, um, uh, Brixton, Peckham, areas like that, and stopping searches. You know, with the Home Secretary that we have now, being adamant and being one that wants the death penalty in this country it's clear to see that there is obviously an agenda against a, a, a particular demographic of, of, of people for their uh, propo- proposals to um, fight this crime. crime. And it's quite unfortunate that this investment really highlights only London in this case. This is a general election for the whole of the UK, you know. And the fact that we know that when this uh, police support comes, it's going to be focused on southern... And southern lands and the north once again 
and other parts of the Midlands and the West and the further South will be ignored. And as my co-host Lex said, this will generally be focused in the London London areas where particular demographics are at more risk due to the initial cuts made. I mean, they cut 50,000 police officers when they came into power and they also cut a lot of youth clubs and youth initiatives. So they essentially let loose kids onto the streets without supervision by cutting both of that as well. Yeah. Obviously, it's important to remember that me and Ace are being very subjective. Objective. Objective, sorry. Objective, sorry. Objective. Actually, uh, subjective uh, in some ways, but, you know, we'll go for objective. We'll be very... Uh, that's a Freudian slip. We're we'll very <laughs> objective uh, 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 in today's podcast. We're not trying... We're not, we're not going to say vote for this person or vote for that person. The Tories are obviously one of the parties that can actually win a majority in this general election. Yes. The Tories and the Labour Party. They're the only two parties that can win a majority in this in this general election. That is that is just the the fact of this country. Um, I think we mentioned previously on the last podcast. We're quite fortunate in this country that we do have a multi party system. It's not like America where you can only vote for literally red or blue. However, in terms of who can actually win a majority and who can actually lead this country, you're going to have have Boris Johnson as prime minister or Jeremy Corbyn. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it is it is the, the harsh reality of the, the 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 space that we're in now. Um, again, going back to the whole notion of Brexit, this has been dubbed the Brexit election. I'm repeating myself again, but it's not just Brexit. With Boris Johnson's deal. He wants to force through a Brexit deal, which will be bad for workers, bad for migrants, EU migrants. Uh, however, it may be good for business in that us being out of the EU and being and, and us being out of the tariffs that are imposed on us by the EU, we can then set up trade deals with other countries. Obviously, America will be one of them uh, on favourable terms, which may not benefit us, the British people. These are one of the fears that most people have uh, going forward into this general election, that we will essentially Britain will be selling off its 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 autom- autonomy to other countries uh, in in return for major corporations maybe setting up here, etc. Whether that's there, whether they'll be setting up here to create jobs with fair wages, uh, good living stand, good working standards, etc. We're, we're yet to see. Again, we're being very objective. Um, but that's, you know, so this is these are things that we must consider. So on taxation, in terms of funding a lot of the things that they are going to do, um, the, the Tories have mainly focused on uh, tax evasion. So they've not really spoken about how, how what they will do in terms of taxes, whether or not they'll increase or decrease it, and who they will increase it for or decrease it for. But what they have said is that they're going to spend more money on getting tackling tax evasion. So it's quite interesting and quite quite vague, actually. And they've also mentioned that, once again, they will double down on punishment for tax evasion. And as opposed to um, 
mentioning those corporations who ha- ha- have evaded taxes, which we kind of know quite openly. It's not um, it's not it's not really hidden. I mean, the Panama Papers have have come out and they've they've shown us that members of his own party, members of the Labour Party, members of Liberal Democrats are tax evaders. So, um, they've not he's not actually mentioned that there is a target and we the people that do evade tax are known. He's instead just been quite vague about it and um, he's not mentioned exactly what type of how our taxation system would look but instead just saying that they're going to pay more attention to those who evade tax which is weird because they are currently in power and it makes you wonder why they haven't been paying attention to them in the first place when um, the rest of the world has so yeah and this is and this is these are the other interesting notions in regards to um the the the, the Tory party and the the conservatives we have a, a we have a back and forth and i think it's very important that is it's very it's very clear to see that we have people and stars coming into such as i don't know Stormzy, for example, made comments recently in regards to Boris Johnson and, and just basically the importance of everyone to vote. Um, I just want to bring to light things that are already out there that the current Prime Minister of uh, of our country referred to black people as, I believe, pickaninnies with watermelon smiles. I believe were the terms he used. In all its beauty. In all its beauty. He also referred to uh, Muslim women that wear the niqab as letterboxes. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 it, it begs to differ that there will be some people who are based on their vote on morals and whether they believe that this person or that, that, that this party we're voting for actually is morally equipped. And obviously just equipped in general to run this country and run the country that we're in, we're living in today not the country not britain in 1930 or 1950s this is a multicultural britain with a wealth of people from all over the world and it should be run with such understanding and identity exactly you know. so you know and also i think it's also very important to say that it's strategically clear that Boris Johnson called this election on the 12th of December so that students who have in recent years been uh, leaning left I guess uh, will find it difficult or won't be able to vote in their local elections indeed and um, yeah to be honest looking at their um, plans for the rest of England as opposed to just looking at London they claim that they want to um, create more opportunity in more rural areas for development and growth, but they've not exactly said exactly how they would do this. And they, yeah, but um, we guess have got to look ahead. There's much more to read on them, and I'm going to be honest, we've tried to be objective here, but a lot of what is read between these lines um, is quite positive that the Conservatives are a party that will support the um, the status quo and how things are already. Facts. No. So yeah, that's the Conservatives. You can vote for them if you want. Apologies for my uh, biased opinions, but <laughs> you know, 
it, it was unavoidable for me to kind of read this manifesto whilst knowing the the truth and reality of actually what is going on and what they have done in the past. I mean, I do look to forgive those in in future, but you know when you know the saying goes for me once, for me twice, for me three times. So I'm quite skeptical about some of the hopeful ways in which um has that the conservatives plan to help us, and that main skepticism comes because they've not said exactly how they're going to plan. They've said their ambitions and their intentions, but they've not said exactly how. They've not really um, priced up this manifesto per se, which is one thing that um, I didn't really like about this manifesto as opposed to the manifestos of the Liberal Democrats and the manifestos of the Labour Party. But yeah, um, definitely read more into it because I don't think I've actually given you um, an... No, most definitely. We're running through these manifestos. Okay, man, yeah. they, these manifestos are 100 pages. <laughs> so, yeah, so to go yeah. through all of them, we will be here for a long time. So yeah. definitely, you know, we, we implore everyone to just read. Just, you know, go on their websites, go on their... Each political party has a website. Go on their website. You know, the, the information's out there. They're, they're, they're constantly putting out um, interviews and talks and stuff with the political leaders, of the backbenchers, of frontbenchers, talking about just, you know, trying basically um campaigning so go out there and just seek the information for yourself and then you make your decision on who you mm -hmm. feel is best equipped to run this country for the next five years essentially the most defying five years in britain's history essentially so Indeed. yeah you make the choice it's your decision to make Thank you for listening to our podcast, The News Made Us Do This. We are taking each step to reclaim Black Boy Joy and provide you with an alternative news source as well as commentary. We work full-time jobs and are looking to gain much more experience, so we're aiming to release bi-weekly and increase as demand increases. Let us know what you think. Give us feedback, like, share, promote. Peace. Follow us on IG. That's T-N-M-U-D-T underscore podcast. That's T-N-M-U-D-T underscore podcast. Thanks yeah. for listening. Peace.